Our summaries this week contain three cases on appellate procedure, one from the Arkansas Supreme Court and two from the Arkansas Court of Appeals. In Baptist Health v. Sour Infamy, 2023 ARC 15, the Arkansas Supreme Court dismissed appeal from an order that denied defendants' motion to dismiss because it was not an appealable order. Plaintiff filed a medical malpractice claim against a hospital, alleging negligent treatment while he was admitted for COVID-19. The defendant filed a motion to dismiss, alleging that it was immune from suit under the Emergency Services Act, Executive Order 2052. The trial court denied the motion, which brought the present appeal. The executive order in issue provides health care providers are immune from liability in providing patient care for COVID-19. Justice Baker explained that immunity from liability is different than from suit, and here an interlocutory appeal does not lie, so there was no appellate jurisdiction. Quote, Appellants Baptist Health, DBA Baptist Health Medical Center, Little Rock, and Diamond Insurance Risk, LLC, collectively Baptist, appealed the Pulaski County Circuit Court's order denying Baptist's motion to dismiss Appellee Composite Sourenfumi's medical malpractice complaint. Baptist presents two arguments on appeal. One, the circuit court erred in denying Baptist's motion to dismiss because Governor Hutchinson lawfully issued Executive Order 2052. And two, the circuit court erred in denying Baptist's motion to dismiss because Baptist is immune under the Emergency Services Act passed by the General Assembly. We dismiss the appeal. On May 23rd, the circuit court denied Baptist's motion to dismiss. Baptist appeals, arguing that the circuit court erred in denying its motion to dismiss because Executive Order 2052 is lawful and Baptist is immune from suit under the Emergency Services Act. Baptist argues that the present appeal is authorized by Rule 2A2 of the Arkansas Rules of Appellate Procedure Civil and case law holding that an appeal may be taken from an order denying a motion to dismiss, under Rule 2A2, based on the move-on's assertion that it is immune from suit. Pursuant to Rule 2A10, an appeal may be taken from the circuit court to this court from an order denying a motion to dismiss or for summary judgment based on the defense of sovereign immunity or the immunity of a government official. Here, neither sovereign immunity nor immunity of a government official is an issue in this case. Here, because the immunity at issue is one of liability rather than immunity from suit, we apply our general rule that an appeal may not be taken from an order denying a motion to dismiss. Because the circuit court's order is not a final, appealable order, we dismiss the appeal for lack of jurisdiction. End of quote. The executive order, as quoted in the opinion, provides... As emergency responders pursuant to ARC Code N Section 1275-103, health care providers shall, pursuant to ARC Code N Section 1275-128, be immune from liability for any death, injury, or property damage alleged to have been sustained as a result of any act or omission by such emergency responder in the course of providing emergency management functions during this public health emergency 
if the act or omission occurs as a result of a good faith effort on the part of the health care provider and was the direct result of the health care providers providing health care services for A, the diagnosis, prevention, or treatment of COVID-19, B, the assessment or care of an individual with a confirmed or suspected case of COVID-19, or C, the care of any individual who presents at a health care facility or to a healthcare professional during the period of the COVID-19 public health emergency. Such immunity shall not extend to an act or omission that is willful, reckless, or intentional misconduct. Healthcare providers shall also be immune from liability for using any prescription drug or device to treat a known or suspected COVID-19 infection, provided that 1. Prescription of the drug or device is within the scope of the healthcare provider's license. Two, the healthcare provider prescribes the drug or device in accordance with the most current written recommendation of a U.S. government agency. And three, the healthcare provider informs the patient of known positive and negative outcomes of the drug or device and documents the patient's informed consent to the treatment in the patient's medical record. End of opinion. McFadden Gregory v. Johnson, 2023, ARC App 100. An elementary requirement of an appeal is the notice must designate the order appealed from because a notice of appeal is considered for what it says, not what it might have said. This rule is worthy of repetition, and this is a good opinion in explaining the distinction where the appeal was dismissed in part. Judge Wendy Wood explained, Angelita McFadden Gregory appeals the Pulaski County Circuit Court's order quieting title to jointly owned property in her, Lizzie Johnson, and their co-tenants and ordering that the property be sold. Angelita argues that the Circuit Court erred by failing to enforce the requirements of the Arkansas Uniform Partition of Heirs Property Act. We dismiss in part and affirm in part. Necessity of a Notice of Appeal Listing the Order The filing of a Notice of Appeal is jurisdictional, although the Supreme Court requires only substantial compliance with the procedural steps set forth in Rule 3E of the Arkansas Rules of Appellate Procedure Civil, Williams v. St. Vincent Infirmary Medical Center, 2021, Arc 14. The relevant part of Rule 3E provides that a Notice of Appeal or Cross-Appeal shall designate the judgment, decree, order, or part thereof appealed from. Arkansas Rule of Appellate Procedure Civil 3E2 It must be judged by what it recites and not what it was intended to recite, and it must state the order appealed from with specificity, as orders not mentioned in it are not properly before the court. Colonel Glenn Health and Rehab LLC v. Aldridge, 2020 ARC App 222 Angelita's Notice of Appeal names only the August 19 order. Angelita did not bring up the issue of the Heirs Act until her letter of August 26 asking the court to reconsider its order, which the court denied in an order entered on September 3. While a defect is not necessarily fatal to the notice when it is clear what order the appellant is appealing, that is not the situation here. The notice of appeal is clear what order Angelita is appealing, that is, the order entered on August 19. 
The September 3 order is neither specifically designated nor impliedly referenced as one of the orders appealed from. Thus, to the extent that Angelita seeks to appeal the September 3 order, the notice of appeal was fatally deficient. We have no jurisdiction to entertain an appeal from that order, and we must dismiss this part of her appeal. Necessity of Raising an Argument and Obtaining a Ruling Below Although we recognize that Angelita has filed a timely notice of appeal from the order entered on August 19, her argument on appeal, that the circuit court erred by failing to enforce the requirements of the Heirs Act, was not raised, developed, or ruled on by the circuit court. It is elementary that we will not consider arguments that are not preserved for review. In order to preserve an issue for appeal, the appellate must specifically raise the argument relied on to the circuit court, develop the argument there, and obtain a ruling on the argument. The failure to obtain a ruling on an argument precludes appellate review because there is no lower court order on the issue for this court to review on appeal. Angelita did not raise the Heirs Act at the hearing, and the following statements by Angelita at the hearing explaining why she wanted to keep the property were not sufficient to apprise the circuit court of her argument pursuant to the Heirs Act. Because it's heir property, I want something to pass on. That's the only thing I have from my dad. I want to pass it to my girls. Moreover, the circuit court's August 19 order does not mention the Heirs Act or anything about the property being heir property. It is an appellant's responsibility to obtain a ruling to preserve an issue for appeal. Accordingly, to the extent Angelita is arguing the Heirs Act requires reversal of the August 19 order, we hold the argument is not preserved for appeal, and we affirm that order. End of quote. End of decision. IHOP number 1914 versus Director, Department of Workforce Services, 2023, ARC App 102. It is long established that a non-attorney may not file a notice of appeal for a corporation, and this is true in an appeal from an award of unemployment benefits as well. Judge Murphy wrote, Appellate IHOP number 1914 appeals from the Arkansas Board of Review's December 13, 2021 decision finding that the claimant, Tanley Godwin, was entitled to benefits because she was discharged from last work for reasons other than misconduct. We dismiss due to a lack of jurisdiction. IHOP filed its petition for appeal with this court on January 10, 2022. The notice of appeal was signed by Angela Delt. Delt is not an attorney licensed to practice in Arkansas. It is well-settled law that corporations must be represented by licensed attorneys. Furthermore, our Supreme Court has held that when a party not licensed to practice law in this state attempts to represent the interest of others by submitting to the jurisdiction of a court, those actions, such as the filing of pleadings, are rendered a nullity. End of quote. End of decision.